in five, four, three. Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. And this is Scrody McBooger Balls. And I'm Carla, and we are Hoosiers. <laughs> A true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers, or for these two idiots sitting with me. <laughs> we Hoosiers. We oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> Je m'appelle Scroti McBooger Balls. <laughs> oh, it really took a second to register with me. I was like, that was funny. How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, good. It's a wild and crazy Saturday night. What did you do last night? I went to, well, first I went to gymnastics and <laughs> then I went to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> To go see the six foot tall fucking mouse. And play this one. Was, he looks different these days. He's not as tall. <clears throat> and play casino games. <laughs> I play children's casinos. Games. My uh, my cousin. Oh, this is good. <laughs> I won't say what the relationship was, but knew the girl who worked. Over, I I can't remember what her exact title was at Chucky, but she'd get put in the costume every now and again, and she'd be fucking high. <laughs> and really if you think about it that that would be like one of the greatest jobs ever yeah yeah just you a know? little high i'm just a little high <laughs> you mind if chucky has a piece of your pizza <laughs> just stick it in this slot right here <laughs> chucky cheese is different man there's no tubes to climb in no, there's nothing there's no it's ball pit no last time last time we went there to take the little one I was looking around going, man, this place isn't as exciting as it once was. No, it used to be really exciting. My brother's 21st birthday party, we held it at Chuck E. Cheese. No, you didn't. Yes, we did. That's fucking amazing. Yes, we did. When he was three, he misbehaved so bad, my dad made a scene and basically said that he wasn't going to be, he wouldn't take him back there until he was 21. Well, my, (laughs) My mom made him hold up to his end of the bargain, so. We had a 21st birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese. That is good. That is good. Yep. You can get beer there. Exactly. It's only the same price as like going to a Colts game, though. Yeah. Yeah, Mom was pissed because she didn't even know she paid an extra dollar for premium. (laughs) Premium what? She got like a, a, a blue moon instead of a Bud Light or something. Oh, there. Oh, well. I'm glad to know when your mom takes our daughter out to Chuck E. Cheese, she's drinking. <laughs> she was, too. <laughs> Don't worry, very, I drove very... home. <laughs> and she I didn't drink hope. the premium beer. I didn't drink any. Well, I did have a sip, actually. Uh-oh. <laughs> but what are you drinking now? I'm drinking an Arnold pee <laughs> You're drinking Arnold's pee-pee? Ew. Oh, yeah. Ew. An Arnold pee <laughs> so, yeah. anything new and exciting this week? No. <laughs> Not really. We painted a room. That's right. We. Wee wee. We. We discussed this. It's we. a wee wee. Is there mm-hmm. a mouse in your pocket? Is there a mouse in my pocket? I don't know. There is. It's more <laughs> it's more of a New York City rat than <laughs> <laughs> Whiskers and all. Ow. Ew, gross. Ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from the news, I don't think. I bet Daniel didn't look up a news story. Um, no one told me to. I read an article. It's your job. <laughs> I did read an article that Katy Perry was suing nuns. Oh yeah, there was a um, 
oh, what was it, land or something she was buying yeah. in California, and the nuns were trying to block the sale of it, and they really, they can't do it. No. Because, if, you read the, yeah. if you read the title of it, depending on who's writing it, it could make her look bad. Oh, it was BuzzFeed. Bad. But so. then if you if you actually read the story and find out, you find out that the nuns are actually in the wrong. Was it yeah. Holy Land? Where did the ones No, it was like the know. it was like the nuns had purchased the land, and then the archdiocese. The archdiocese was selling it. They sold it. And Katy Perry was the buyer. And they didn't like... That and then the nuns sold it to someone else. Uh, because they thought it... They're like, this is our land. But, I mean... land is our land. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, they were in the wrong. They shouldn't have sold it after it had already been sold. And then they, then the person that bought the land after Katy Perry had already bought it owed them $15 million. What? Yeah. It was bad. It was all because they don't like Katy Perry's cleavage. Uh, they honestly, over. they take a vow of poverty. So, if the diocese comes in and sells their land, like you have to leave. Moving on out. I don't know it was very bizarre. There's only one nun left from the convent. Oh, but it was on the story was that a nun literally dropped dead <gasps> in court. No. Yeah. They planned that. I don't know. <laughs> Sympathy point. She she died. She literally All right, who wants to volu- who wants to volunteer to croak in the middle of the trial? Oh, do it for God. You're closer. Yeah. Who's the closest to dying? Yeah, I sent that to you. Yet another article you didn't read. Listen, I have a tiny person sucking the soul out of me, so I get distracted easily. That's very vivid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says uh none collapsed and died in court. That's impressive. It was Rose Holzman. <laughs> what? Why was that funny? No, it just sounded good. 89 died on Friday. It's very interesting. They did try to paint Katy Perry as like a bad guy, but she was just trying to buy some property, man. Buy property. I don't. That's what you do. She was trying to. You don't usually know who lives take there. Take some nuns out. It. No. What are the three rules of real estate? Sell, sell, sell. Location, 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 location. location, location. Who's in a good location? No nuts, no butts, no coconuts. That too. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that, kids. What else? Uh, IndyCar starts this weekend. Hey, oh. yes. Yes. Aunt and uncle are down there right now. Yes, they are. Yeah. I met them down there last time. Where is down there? In St. Petersburg. Where is St. Petersburg? Tampa. Okay. Florida. Tampa, Florida. There you go. But it's its own city. Well, yeah, but I yeah. mean, that's like... We live in our own city, but you might as well just say Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, but uh, <clears throat> Mr. Paul sent me a picture and was like, where are you? So we ate at this place called Five Bucks Drinkery last time. Mm-hmm. Everything was five bucks. Oh, so it's not just a clever name. No, everything was five dollars. <laughs> it's like, who's playing? The Jolly Green Giants and the Shitty Beatles. Are they any good? No, they suck. Oh, then it's not just a clever name. <laughs> Another Wayne's World reference. Wayne's World. Oh I my ta- gosh, I had that happened to me last night too. What? We met up. I went out with my friend Jesse. Um, she works at a hotel that we went to the bar that's connected. I to it. thought you just went to gymnastics and Chuck E. Cheese. And okay, went so to like bed. after that, <laughs> I went to a, like a bar. What bar did you go to? It's called Tastings. It's actually a wine bar, but it's connected. Um, 
she's refined folks she's we're refined but she has the the bartender there is really good and he was like what are you feeling and i was like i feel really good but like i could use a drink and he made me this moscow mule and i was on my ass after that it fucked me up but anyways mule? he said all right girls see you later party on wayne and i was like party on guard <laughs> <laughs> I want to start a bar downtown and name it the Stinky Beaver. Don't they already have? They one? already have the Wild Beaver. Yeah, well, this is the Stinky Beaver. What makes it special? We serve. We have all-you-can-eat tuna. Ew. Stop it! Tuna melts. Ew. No. No. That's just like I wanted to start when they came out with Dick Sporting Goods. My brother and I wanted to start Vagina Sporting Goods. <laughs> And instead of every season starts at starts at dicks, it's going to be every life starts at vaginas. That's that's accurate, really though. clever. I thought so. What would you sell? Sporting equipment. That and dental dams. Oh, oh no. Um, things of the sorts. Every you know. life starts here. Vaginas. I, you know, I always like. I saw someone driving to work who had the the pure romance stuff plastered all over the back of their oh, car. Yeah. And every time I see by, it's like you want to look inside and see if they've got a fucking dildo like on the... <laughs> like swinging around like, from the rear well, view. Well, you know, you never know. You try to... You, are, you know, the Avon people always have makeup. You know, here, you want to try my product? <laughs> here, go give this for a test ride. Here, put it this swab in this... Oh, no! <laughs> that was way oh, too like, accurate. I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard it a time or two. <laughs> have a swab of this tingling nipple cream. Tell me how it feels. They have nipple cream? And make it my tongue feel with. <laughs> That's not where you put I'm gonna it. Get, I'm going to get my brother some nipple cream. <gasps> he doesn't need it. He does not need it. Why? Can he cut glass with those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Them things are, and then fish at work is always walking up and trying to pinch his nipples. <laughs> He, he even once he asked him if he could put his uh he said he'd put his nipple in his pee hole. What? <laughs> what the fuck? They're all so wrong. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's funny. He needs a bra. No, that just he doesn't need pedals. A, no. He needs pedals. He needs faces. He needs a band-aid. Yeah. That would hurt. <laughs> Hey, you're not a girl if you haven't helped your friend put band-aids on their nipples. I don't think I've ever done. You're not a girl. Well, maybe I am. Oh, she's a girl. I can tell you she's a girl. We're done. We're moving on. Moving on. (laughs) All right, Daniel, tell us a a work story. A work story? A work story. Besides the nipples and pee holes, tell us something more concrete. Since you did oh, oh, okay. I got Nip a good. It. I got a good one for today. Nip it. So, um, Kevin's office faces an exterior wall, so he's got a window and he can see out. And he had two salesmen in his office, and he looks up today, and there's a little boy with his back up to his window out into our our the mm-hmm. side yard there at the store. And all of a sudden, the little boy starts leaning his shoulders back. And sure enough, he had his pants around his ankles, and he was taking a fucking piss. <gasps> oh no! In the side yard at the dealership. It's not even that hidden. No, it's not. Oh no, it's it's no. what it's yeah. And he said, all of a sudden, you could see the stream going up. <laughs> That's he, not how you do that, man. He was aiming. <laughs> he was having fun. So that means he was bored. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were there for a while. So, yeah. but I, hey, that huh? was uh, 
That was quite entertaining. Can you give that? Ke- well, Kevin ticket. went. I went to take get my phone out to take a picture because I thought it was funny. Then I was like, no, "Oh, this no. is child. This is no. child pornography. I, I probably do shouldn't that. do this." You should have just have written out a handwritten ticket and handed it to him afterwards. I told him I would have banged on the window and scared oh, him yeah. into piss all hey! himself. <laughs> hey, hey, you get out of here! <laughs> We've had uh, we found a lady behind before we built our new store, and now that was fuck. That's been thirteen years ago. Um, there was a lady behind the building. Someone found her, and she was back there squatted down, taking a piss. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've had all sorts of fun things. We found a car once. They opened up the trunk, and there was a old bucket. No. (laughs) Worse. Worse. There was an old bucket of KFC and and cockroaches. No, not cockroaches. So those people were forever known as the roach people. So wait, were they like purchasing something at your store? No, they were in the service department. Oh no! I may have just left it back there. Don't leave your nest. Ugh, God, no. I'm gonna throw. We up. found um, our body shop once found in a car. Uh, someone had someone had wrecked a rental, mm-hmm. and then got on a plane and gone back to wherever they were from, and uh, left some stuff in the car and got a hold of the store and said, "Hey, can you mail this to me?" So they went to go into the back of the car, and he had purchased heroin and <gasps> oopsies, left it in the back. But that's okay. You can mail that. Was that what oh, he yeah, was he trying won- to get back? I don't know. It was in his group of stuff he he wanted. He wanted that heroin, but bag. he left yeah. it. He left it like wrapped up in this brown baggie outside. So they opened it up naturally. Going, uh, I think this is just trash. So Mm-mm. it wasn't left over Burger King. Yep. Nope. Burger King. Um. What else do we have? We've had someone. We did have someone take a shit in a car. Oh. They were kind <laughs> enough to lay out. Some napkins in the back seat, which First. tells me they had to go. But our girl, the funny, the one of our vendors found it, and it was the girl that goes and takes the smell out of the cars. <laughs> I'm like that new car smell. I'm very concerned because if you had to go, like, why would you go inside the car? Well, probably because you're an. They, they were probably pissed off at us, but oh my god, not that mad as to just shit everywhere. Yeah, and shit on a napkin. Oh, we found the best, the best thing we ever found. <clears throat> we found a uh, a USB, a U. Uh, god damn, what the, a USB stick. Jesus. And uh, for whatever reason, whoever found it decided they wanted to plug it in and see what I it was. Probably would have done that. You gotta know. Because other and no way to know. it was a video. The guy who traded in the car. It was a video of him and his uh, ex-wife. Because oh, no. she had to come and sign off. Because just so you know, if you ever get married to somebody and you co-sign on a car with them, or you're on a loan together and you get a divorce, whoever gets the car after the divorce, they go to trade it in. You got to go and sign off on. So it. you're not just you're not just cutting ties, yes. man. Nope. So there's always there's something. a little advice for people. Uh, but it was uh, a couple homemade uh, oh, sex no, videos. No, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, on a USB drive. Yep. Nobody wants to see that. Do you think that was like that. he was hanging that over her head? Like, you're going to come in and sign this, or I'm going to put this on the internet? No, I don't think so. No, that's okay. revenge porn, and you cannot do that. I don't think so. Well, back then it wasn't as frowned upon oh. as it is today. Well, but. don't do that, folks. <laughs> so but, how many people watched this? Oh, videos? I don't know. I lost track after about 10. <laughs> so you, you, you saw know, the videos? Oh, yeah. I mean, Were they any good? No. No. Oh no. No, 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 no. 
No. He didn't sub- neither, submit anything to Neither one of them were people you wanted to see naked. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Nonetheless, it was still fucking hilarious. And oh, it was, it was yeah. a train wreck. You couldn't fucking look away. And then you have to let someone else look at it. Oh, you, had you to can't watch just. It. Yeah. And the best part is my dad walked in on us <gasps> watching <laughs> someone watching it. You guys watching porn at work? It's one of those, God damn it, turn that off. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Please look. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That is good. Well, cars kind of play into this a little bit. And that's bit. why we really have to stop talking because once we go, he's just not going to stop. He's not going to stop. Oh, I have more stories. Yeah. What are we doing tonight, Daniel? Daniel has no idea. I know. I didn't last week either. I only better. know because I forget why, but I still don't know anything about it. I really know. I snuck out here and read your notes one night. <gasps> you wouldn't dare. Yeah, I did. You did that? No, fuck no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was like, what are you, like a kid waiting for Christmas? No. Uh, let's see if he can get. Now, you asked me. What city? What city? And I wouldn't even tell you that because you can't. No. It just gives it away. And I really I really don't know unless you say Delphi. No. no, no. You no, know, no, no, I. No, no, no. I we can't talk about that one yet. It's unsolved, isn't it? Well, so was Lawrence Spear. Yeah, I mean, that was just kind of a, a little sub, a little subplot. Well, I guess if that's, I that's true. said the name Speedway, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That would have uh, that would have given it away. So what are we doing? The Speedway bombings. Yes. See, that's all I had. To and say. that's really all I know about it is the just name. the title. It's great. This was a request, wasn't it? Well, it is Justin from Mysterious Circumstances. Another podcast. He's not. Um, he's just not one of mysterious circumstances. No, <laughs> he is in Indiana also, but he does like unsolved true crime. So he would tackle the Delphi paranormal and the occult, and he had people ask him to do this one, and he was like, "Not really," because it is solved. Yeah, it's not in his realm of. So he kicked it our way, and it was probably on our list at some point, but because we had to double up on cases this week, because. Someone is going on vacation again. That's what I do. So we had to double up. And yes, Justin from Mysterious Circumstances, he's good. Well, I'm excited to talk about it Mm -hmm. because it involves one of my favorite topics. And we're playing his promo at the end of this, too. Cool. What's your favorite topic? I love, I mean, I love Memorial Day weekend so much. I love Carb Day. I love Legends Day. I love Race Day. You go to Legends Day? No. <laughs> I'm like, no shit. You go to Legends Day. No, That's I can't commitment. even go to Carb Day this year because my boss came over and scared me into not even trying to ask for it off. I was like, okay. Well, yeah, because a lot everyone wants to go. To no, it's, and I'm fine with it. I mean, it's that's not the important day. There's anyway. not there for me. There's not enough racing on Carb Day. And especially everyone's drinking and... Oh, that's, well, that's the point to go. Well, I can't not drink, but I've got to save my liver for race for, day. For race day. I just can't even like... Last year, it was like nonstop. And then I brought a tent because we camped out. I brought a tent and then my couple friend brought this other tent. But like it was seriously made for one person. Oh. And I was like, you guys have to sleep in the tent that I brought because... Mm-hmm. I barely fit in this tent. They have tents now. You can go. They call it glamping. Yeah. You can actually, you can actually spend the night Someday. at the Speedway. We're oh, going to do, do it. We are going to do it and wake up at 6 a.m. when the cannons go. The problem is, oh, here's my here's my big drawback. Again, you want to start drinking then the night before. 
and then you stay up late because everyone's out partying, you're excited, and then the cannons go off at six. And when I hear that and it's race day in Indianapolis, I'm gonna get a fucking hard on and Hell yeah. I'll be ready to go. <laughs> I got a Joby. <laughs> Yes, I'm with you on that one. The Coke lot was so much fun the night before. Like, I don't even know. I went into this tent. Like, I was just walking around with, like, two dudes. I had barely well, we knew. should We should explain something. Oh, okay. We should. The night before the Indianapolis 500, in fact, the whole weekend, um, it is around, if you go to 16th and Georgetown, which is the intersections the the tracks sit on, it is a fucking party. Yes. It is just mm-hmm. a huge, there's the coke lot which is the lot owned by coca-cola there's a distribution center um right by the track and people park there throughout the month but it is just a fucking zoo they have a concert inside the track the Mm -hmm. night before the race i mean it is just it's just a fucking party it's fun oh Oh, yeah i walked i walked around last year with like two guys i i barely knew that's dumb well i i knew them they were friends with lewis so but i was just like they were like do you want to walk around and i was like yeah, I want to walk around. And we went into this tent, and it was like... You're you're walking around with two guys you don't know. Okay, but well, one of them was engaged to be married, so I was like... That doesn't matter. Serial killers We didn't engaged. go far Ted from... Ted Bundy was Ted engaged Bundy. once. God damn it. Yep. <laughs> we didn't go far from where we were, and I had my phone, but we went into this tent, and they had like big psychedelic tapestries like hung up and we walked in and everyone was like hey and i was like hey and they're like do you want to try this and it literally looked like like liquid and they poured a highlighter in it and i was like i'm really good but but thank you you keep it up though man yeah (laughs) and i was like we gotta go (laughs) who won the Indianapolis 500 in 1978. Alan Sr. All right. All right. All right, all right, all right. Driving for Jim Hall. That was only about nine years before you were born, so... Only. (laughs) Now, the 500, though, took place several months before the bombings did, so they did not overlap. Okay. Does that make sense to everyone? The bombings took place... After the Indianapolis 500. So the race was May 28th, 1978. The bombings happened... September 1st. Okay, so this was... Huh? The bombings didn't happen until September 1st. Oh, so it happened after the race. Yeah, Yeah, they didn't overlap. Is everyone ready for this? I'm ready. Um, I don't want to be sad, though, because like I said, it's my favorite weekend of the year. Well, it's not really happening. Okay, that makes it a little It's just in the city. Christmas in Indianapolis. So where is Speedway from us? Too far. No, <laughs> I don't know. I wish Tw- we lived there. <laughs> uh, from where we're at, twenty-five. Oh no, oh no! I bet. Oh, I could definitely get there in twenty minutes. Twenty, yeah. Twenty minutes. If you were in an Indy so car. it's north <laughs> of us, though, isn't it? North? Yeah, it's yeah. it's just west of downtown. Yeah, it's not that far away. It sits off Sixteenth Street, and Sixteenth Street goes right into fucking downtown. Yep. Yes. So, um, yes, it it is. It is not far. It is in. If you look at Indianapolis and you got 465 that goes around the city, it sits inside 465. Yeah, on it's the in west the loop. Side. No, and it still takes fucking three hours to get home after. Well, the race. yeah, yeah. That's why you just stay. You and saw what did you see at the race? The was it last year? No, it wasn't the race. You saw people get. Oh, at the fucking brickyard. The brickyard, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So we also have a NASCAR race that fucking no one goes to except I'm myself, go. my dad, and my two uncles. <laughs> That's what it ones. feels like. I You're mean, you have a place that fits. You know, four hundred, 
450,000 people mm-hmm. and there's like 30,000 people there. You guys drink enough for that many? Uh, probably. I, I think I did last year, but we're pulling into the breakyard last year. Like for the 500, the race starts at noon. And, you know, like I said, we live 15, 15, 20 minutes from there. We leave at like 6 a.m. Yeah. To oh, get there. I left at 4 a.m. once for Ooh. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would every year. You know, you get there, you start drinking, you start seeing people, and then you decide you need to sit down and have a sandwich because you're so drunk you feel like you're having an out-of-body experience. But that's like, a story whoa. for another time. <laughs> but we're pulling into the main gate off 16th Street at the Brickyard last year, and some drunk dude on a um, golf cart runs over like fucking five or six people <gasps> and like drug a couple oh yeah i do remember this yeah oh i do like, remember this it gets yeah. better this gets better yeah cause so <laughs> so we we stop the two two of the guys on the golf cart jump off and the other guy keeps going and we stop where the two guys are at and flag down the indiana state police and like these guys are on the golf cart and um so we sit there we talk to them da 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 we go on about our our day sometime later i get a phone call and my my brother's brother-in-law used to work for wthr in indianapolis channel 13 and i start getting phone calls asking do i want to do an interview about (laughs) now keep in mind usually when i go to the brickyard i i don't drink that much when i go to the brickyard it's always it's fucking hotter than hell yeah you know the race is fucking boring I mean, it's almost, it's the next best thing to watch and paint dry, but you're out at, I love that facility, and... Yeah, it's a good place, it's, it's, it's just a good place to be. It's just, you know, if you're from here, you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but midway, about 20 laps into the race, it starts pouring rain, and so we had about two or three hours, and we had, uh, we had sweet passes through a vendor, so we sit down and we start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like any other So I start getting these phone calls, and like... Do you want to come down to we have a we have a media center up here? Can you come down and do an interview? And I'm like, fuck yes, I will. Usually, <laughs> usually I would have said no, no, but I was I was three sheets to the wind. <laughs> so I go down and gave the interview, and I perf honestly, I think it was an Emmy award winning performance. It really wasn't bad. You could you not you could knew. not tell I had been drinking. We knew, which is what made it funny. <laughs> it was good, but I hey. You're bound to see something like that eventually. Yeah. Oh, there's crazy shit. Oh, it was yeah. fucked up, and I, I think yeah. You know, I, you know, I was I was pissed off at the time because thinking you know people are just trying to come out here and have fucking fun, and you're being a drunk dick on a golf cart hurting people. Yeah. If you want to be a drunk fucking asshole and hurt yourself, that's your goddamn problem. But so I agree with that. Uh, yeah, agree. I think last year I saw people having sex on a couch. Woo! Oh yeah. Don't do that. Oh, that's. <laughs> That's not the first time. No, no, no. And dad, I went with dad a couple years ago, and he was just talking about how it was back in the 70s. Oh, the snake pit. Yeah. They had a thing called, now nowadays the snake pit is totally different from what it is. It's a concert. Yeah, it's a big, I mean, they have Skrillex, they have, I mean, big names come in. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there's probably 15,000 people that they put in the middle of the track, and they have a concert and get fucked up and party while the race is going on, and. You have all these kids walking out after the race, and it's like, you know who won the race? They're like, there was a fucking race today. Yep, man, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember. I was going with this. We were talking about how the snake pit was back in the oh, 70s. Oh, the snake pit in the seventies was inside Turn One, and it was where all the fucking bikers hung out. Uh, Hell's Angels came into town, and they fucking partying 
the snake pit. Oh my but God. people would bring in cars and set them on fire after the race. Couches, people would fuck. And the <laughs> I I knew from I talked to somebody who was a state trooper back in the seventies, and their rule was unless someone is being raped or murdered, we're just staying out of it. You almost have to. <laughs> my mother got pissed on by a biker in the snake pit. <laughs> Walking out yeah. of the bathroom. My dad said, I got tickets for the race. Oh, great. Let's go. And he left out the part that, oh, it's inside turn one. Because mm. they were, there used to be. in the infield? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. That and I think dad was saying it just, if it rained, it turned into a giant slip and slide. Oh, it did. Which is a horrible idea because if they had glass bottles in there. Nowadays, that's yeah. inside turn three is where you'll see all that. Yeah. Don't slip and slide on glass bottles. He told me that I was like, "Ooh, right. that makes me cringe just thinking about." Yeah, your dad, your dad and I at um, we had like an hour long conversation talking about all the shit that we've seen out there. I think dad one time he said it was the police had blocked off some streets, and there was a couple guys on motorcycles, and they were like, "Fuck that, we're just gonna go on this street." And so dad and his his buddy hopped on the back. And drove him down the street, and the cops were like, hey, no, 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 no. And, like, they stopped, and Dad and his buddy looked at each other and like, well, we're not driving, and, like, ran, <laughs> ran in the opposite direction. <laughs> and, like, this is my motorcycle. <laughs> my, uh, <clears throat> my uncle, I can't remember what year it was. I want to say it was 1973 because it had been raining. And they went to leave the race, and they had parked inside the track. And if you've ever been to this place on race day and you park inside the track, you know one thing. It's going to take you four hours to get yes. out of the place afterwards. So they're leaving, and it, and it had rained, and they didn't get the race in. And my uncle decides he needs to piss. And he gets out in front of, like, thirty or 40,000 people that are all parked and sitting there waiting. He's wearing nothing but bib overalls, <gasps> unhooks the one strap he had, and drops his pants around his ankles and proceeds to take a piss in front of everybody. Oh, my God. And if that just gives you any idea of what people wear on race day. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's great. It's oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing of beauty, really. It really is. How many people show up? It's the largest single day. It's the day. largest single day sporting event in the entire world. Yes. How many people show up? Doing- uh, I mean, it's estimated... Between three and four hundred thousand every year. Mm-hmm. So that's what shows up in Little Speedway. Uh, yes. The day of the Indy Five Hundred, uh, the track itself is like the fiftieth largest city in the U.S. Wow. It might be further back than that, but it's in it's in the top one hundred. Okay. So many people just on its own come pack in this little place on top of each other. That's why she's it's amazing. Nice. Have you ever seen that? photo of all the things that could fit inside the track oh yeah you could fit you at the same look. time you can fit um you can fit zach's head <laughs> <laughs> holy shit <laughs> some of you are going what just don't, don't worry, about, don't worry it. about it you can fit like the... three three people that listen to this will get that <laughs> yeah. uh, you can fit the roman coliseum mm-hmm. you can fit yankee stadium uh churchill downs uh the vatican the entire wimbledon campus and uh, the Rose Bowl all at the same time. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, you can fit Disney. You can fit Disneyland inside Turn One. Oh my! Gosh. That's how large the facility is. Yeah, yeah. And you it's can't, fucking you don't huge. Picture it like when you're driving around it, you don't realize. No, how and big then it is. even when you're inside, until you get separated from your bunch, and I'm like, where the fuck am I? They're like they went to Disneyland. <laughs> they went to fucking <laughs> Disneyland over there. <laughs> Someone's at the Vatican. <laughs> fuck. I'm over here in the Coliseum. <laughs> 
this is why you you should have told me. I could have had much better stories. Well, nah, well, we we, we trusted that you would anyway. So, so uh, what happened? Because I really don't know. You need you guys need to know. You all do. I've been I've been bombed in Speedway several times. <laughs> several times. <laughs> the first the first time I was drunk was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That is a story. It That's is. Exciting. It was actually the uh it was the uh Formula 1. We used to have Formula 1 come here. Mm-hmm. And my uh, much older cousin had a uh, flask and he's like, "Here." And I was I mean I was in high school, but mm-hmm. I was like 15, 16 and Okay, let me do the damn thing. Okay. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. And coming full of you, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Put your socks on. Okay. Well, I need a minute because I'm not wearing any socks. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not wearing any underwear either. Okay. Irrelevant. No, it's not. <laughs> I have to wash those pants twice. <laughs> Just wear them inside out. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a buddy who is no longer with us, God rest his soul. Who uh, we went to uh, the Taylor basketball camp, mm-hmm. and he we proceeded, did that. Yeah. yeah, he proceeded to tell us that his underwear was color coordinated, yellow in the front, brown in the rear, and he goes, <laughs> "I get two, I get two or three days use out of my underwear. Oh, just after my. a couple of days, I flip them inside out, and they're clean." Ew, gross! <laughs> Come on. When you're in the fifth grade, that's the greatest thing ever. Yep. Come and on. I do it to this day. Gross. <laughs> I'm trying to save the environment. Let one me, pair of underwear me, at a time. Let me do this. <laughs> let me start this. September 1st, 1978, between 10 p.m. and 10.45 p.m., two separate explosions from improvised explosive devices placed in trash cans and dumpsters around the town of Speedway, Indiana, went off. Just... <laughs> really fucking random yeah we have a lot of experience with that and there at the time they kind of wondered if this was this could have been some teenage boys that didn't realize what they had made caused that type of damage and and caused some big explosions and then would be done with it however they still formed a task force with indiana state police marion county sheriff's department the 64th ordinance from nearby Fort Benjamin Harris and specialists from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. So you want the ATF there. So is this during an event? No, this was just randomly at, at night. Mm-hmm. There's no... So they recovered the two devices that went off, and they were simple homemade bombs constructed from soda cans packed with Tovex, T-O-V-E-X, and triggered with a timing device. Has anyone heard of Tovex? No. Daniel, that's not sounds like Tobamax. If I heard of what? Tovex. No. Okay. <clears throat> it is a water gel explosive composed of ammonium nitrate and methyl ammonium nitrate. Ah, yes. Now it makes yes. sense. <laughs> it was just like it's they started making more. It was safer than dynamite. I walk around leaking ammonium nitrate. So <laughs> ammonium. <laughs> it was like safer to make, transport, and store than regular dynamite. So Apparently you could just well at least they had at least they had their safety in mind their own safety yes so there continued to be several more explosions over six nights there were explosions in front of a bowling alley one went off in a cornfield and in front of the coca-cola plant on 25th street and on the fifth night a speedway police cruiser was blown up Ugh. It had been parked in front of Big Eagle Apartments on 19th Street and Cumberland Road. 
where patrolman Stephen Turner's lived. But he had been on vacation. So, and it did not hit the gas tank. But this bomb had like ball pings, or like, is that what you call them? Metal balls. In ball it. bearings. Ball, ball bearings. bearings. Had ball bearings in it as the, and it was just an apartment building. So it's just by pure chance or luck that no one was injured. The other two bombs did not have those things, but those just send like shrapnel just flying everywhere. The last bomb took place on September 6th uh, with another explosive device in a gym bag that was detonated in the parking lot of Speedway High School after a freshman football game. So this one, there's actually like people. people. Oh, they're like trying to get somebody. Yeah. And I asked mom and dad about this and dad remembered this part. So 39-year-old Vietnam War veteran Carl David DeLong had spotted the bag and walked over to pick it up when it exploded. Uh His right leg was almost blown off while his left leg and right hand were severely damaged. And his wife, Sandra, suffered a severed artery in her leg. So when we first started talking about this case, I was like, no one died. Like, that's all I could remember is that just from the explosions, no one was killed. So for this night only... Tonight's podcast is called Hoosier Attempted Homicide. There you go. Au contraire, Mr. Goldfish. Au contraire. Mr. Goldfish. (laughs) Dig deep with me. Dig deep. The homicide's there. Ooh. It just sounded like a a pastor or something. Nope. Dig deep with me, folks. Father Danielle. Father. (laughs) (laughs) That turned out to be the last bomb, but the residents of Speedway did not know that. And so they always wonder when the Speedway bomber would strike again. So I asked dad about this and he was like, yeah, I lived right around there. And I was like, so were you like worried or in anything? He's like, no. <laughs> this is a very dad answer. <laughs> yeah. Just, and I was like, okay, thanks for. Dad could have survived like a plane crash and be yes. like, yeah, whatever. No. <laughs> you know, whatever. hesitant to walk by trash hands, nothing. And he was like, nope. Great. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. (laughs) Moving on. Thank you for adding. (laughs) It was the 70s. There was a lot of chemical floating around in his bloodstream. (laughs) He will not deny that. So, there has to be an investigation. September 20th, 1978, the owner of a Westside printing shop became suspicious of a man dressed in Department of Defense security uniform. And I believe it was a, a homemade type looking one so not a very good one no (laughs) and this man was asking the owner of the print shop to make a copy of a military driver's license hmm the owner went okay sir and this man in the department of defense uniform left and the owner called the u.s army and i don't know how the fuck you just call the u.s yeah you know their number is four four five no (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he let them know that this dude was up here with shady business. And so the U.S. Army actually showed up and they met up with 27-year-old Brett Kimberlin and arrested him for attempting to illegally obtain United States government credentials. Well, that's just weird. Why would you just walk up to a Kinko's and think that's going to yeah. happen? And this dude was like, nah. But a good job for him to be like, I'm going to call the army. Yeah. Instead of, well, he could have been like, oh, shit, this guy is up to no good. I don't want to get involved. Yep. So they obtained a search warrant for Kimberlin's home and his 1970 Chevrolet Impala. Where what? they <laughs> What? <yeah. laughs> 
where they found wiring and a Mark Time, which is in quotes, so it's a brand, like Mark Time appliance timer. Okay. Used in the explosive devices. So they found the shit in his car. That didn't mean nothing. <laughs> At his home, they found more than 1,000 pounds of marijuana and two cases of Tovex. A thousand pounds? What the hell? Man. And the lot number of the Tovex was eventually traced back but to But see, him. back in the 70s, if it was a thousand pounds of weed, you know, there was probably 800 pounds of that was fucking seeds and stems and shit Check like that. seeds and stems. Kimberlin was positively ID'd at the only appliance store that sold the marked time appliance timers. Yeah. So game over, buddy. Yeah. Okay, so they've got all this evidence against him. You think they'd like arrest him and keep him and shit, right? We already know that's usually not how no. it goes. Case closed. No. No. They decided to let him go as they continued to build their case. Yep. It usually is a not not the best idea. Nope. Nope. Brett Kimberlin was born in 1954. I mean, we don't know much about his younger life, which means it was probably uneventful. Okay. Uh, shortly after graduating... Well, that's very uneventful. Well, yeah, it's boring. Shortly after graduating high school, he was convicted, it was in 1973, of felony perjury for lying to a grand jury investigating drug trafficking. So he's hitting, hitting the streets hard. Yeah. So he basically said, I have not sold LSD at this high school. <laughs> and they said, yes, you did. So he was sentenced to one year in prison. No, I didn't. It wasn't me. But he served <laughs> 21 days. Oh, that's like a slap on the wrist. But by 1976, his drug business was bringing in hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. Shit, I need to work on mine. Wow, in the 70s. Yes. <laughs> so he invested his cash into businesses, which is pretty smart. A retail health food store, an Earth Shoe franchise, and a vegetarian restaurant in Broad Ripple. Is it still there? I don't think so. I don't oh. know. The, where is Broad Ripple from here? It's on the north side. The north side. But it's inside the loop. Okay. And it was at this vegetarian restaurant he met a woman named Sandra Barton who worked for him. Just remember that name. Okay. Sandra Barton. Look at me. I'm Sandra B. <laughs> so why would someone want to blow up random shit? You know. In Speedway. In Speedway. Yeah. Like what? Leave our jewel alone. That's domestic terrorism, right? Yes. By definition. Mm -hmm. But what? what? Why? I don't know. You're going to tell me, I think. Maybe. <laughs> Prosecutors and police believe that. Brett Kimberlin went on a bombing spree to deflect attention from an ongoing investigation into the murder of 65-year-old Julia Seifert. Interesting. Daniel's not even on board here. What? I'm gonna <laughs> what? Your, I'm going to take your phone away. I am reading about the Speedway bombings. No, you're not. And the Burger Chef murders. No, Ooh. you're not. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm very into this. Yeah, Dean. I'm not. very I am very into What I just say. You said that Winnie the Pooh is what's wrong with America. <laughs> that fat fucking bastard. You leave Winnie the Pooh out of this. Hey, I tell you what. That son of a bitch is probably on welfare. 
and we, no. he has his own house. He yeah, yeah it's probably fucking Section Eight housing. He <laughs> always he always expects fucking Piglet to go get his honey. Stop. He goes over to Rabbit's house and steals his fucking honey, and then gets stuck in the fucking hole and has <laughs> to sit there. How many times have you watched this? Uh, more times than I wanted to. Okay. And then he probably goes and steals Eeyore's depressants. Antidepressants, I'm just saying. He takes depressants? (laughs) Fuck you, Carla. (laughs) All right, well, if you're done paying attention. Ow! (laughs) Are you back here yet? He threw my Arnold pee-pee at me. (laughs) Not the first time I flung (laughs) pee-pee. All right, let's just start over. So I cut out about when you were talking about the guy went to Vietnam. <laughs> Prosecutors and police believe that Brett Kimberlin, 24, went on a bombing spree to deflect attention from an ongoing investigation into the murder of 65 year old Julia Cyphers. What a great idea. Mrs. Cyphers disapproved of her daughter, Sandra. God damn it. It's always the parents. Yep. She disapproved of Sandra's relationship with Kimberlin as well as the strange and inappropriate affection he paid to Sandra's preteen daughter, Debbie, who at this time was 14. Ew, what a little nasty. Once Mrs. Cyphers had learned that Debbie had gone on several long, unsupervised, out-of-state trips with Kimberlyn, she arranged for her daughter and granddaughter to live with her. So yeah, this guy likes young girls. And he started to be inappropriately affectionate with Debbie when she was 10. (gasps) So he's been around. You see, there's a lot of people who uh, commit crimes in this world of various degrees, murderers and whatnot, and rapists. But people who who fool around with fucking children, Mm -hmm. I think there's a special place in hell. Yeah, and I promptly believe that's what capital punishment is for. Yeah, and but I don't think you we can, can rot for that. It. Like I'd be all for like, oh, here's a child molester. Okay, so first off, we're gonna remove your balls, and then we're and then we're gonna hang you, but we're not gonna kick you off the horse. We're gonna slowly let you down. Oh God! <laughs> and you're gonna, yeah. while you're bleeding out, you'll also be strangled. I don't understand it. Obviously, something is wrong with their brains. You cannot but fix that. You fuck cannot. you. That's all I have to say. Fuck you for trying to touch a kid, you little nasty. So he started to refer to her, you know, he'll accidentally let it slip that she was his girlfriend. Um, He started to hang out around the house nude, just completely naked, to try to normalize this. Don't let your ding-dong flop around while there's minors around. Yeah, that's a good policy. (laughs) Ew, can you imagine if you were 16 and you dated a guy that was interested in your 10-year-old sister? Yeah. You well see Sandra's Sandra was older, I think. Yeah, like that's the mom. But that would have been our relationship. Yeah. Oh god. That's Ugh. that's disgusting. Yeah. So he's around her just to get access to her younger daughter. He would be nude around the house, like and they're like, Oh, that's just him being him. Like you can't, you know, that's just his free expression. And it's like, no, he's making it normal to have his dick out. He's normalizing his penis. Yep. And then going on long, unsupervised trips. Now, I've never read anything specific. Like, they never pressed charges against him saying he did this and this, like, to her. But we're going to assume that he did. Yeah, it might have been a little more difficult back then anyway. Yeah. So, by the time she turned 14, she was starting to say, no, I don't want to be left alone with him. I don't want to be around him. So, he started doing things like hitting her, slapping her, and taking her dog away from her. So, that's why... what, What do you mean? Like taking her puppy away from her. Well, what did he do to the puppy? I don't know. 
I didn't read anything. Okay. About that, so he was manipulating her into like, you know, that's what he wants is he wants her. So once grandma said, both my daughter and granddaughter are coming to live with me. You need to get the fuck away. He got really upset. See, in that situation, I would have told the girls, this man's going to leave you alone, but I'm going to go to prison for a long time. Yeah. And I'd fucking kill him myself. See, and that's what I was telling I never saw, where they, you know, they never prosecuted him for anything with this. Like, everyone knew he was some type of pedophile, child molester, but he also had a lot of money. So on July 29th, 1978, Mrs. Uh, Skyfers answered a knock at her front door where she found a man asking about items from a recent yard sale. So she... I'm here to ask about the items in the yard sale. That's probably what it sounded like. Which ones, Sonny? You had a sh- nice shovel. <laughs> Shit. And a and a and a gently used rubber fist. No. <laughs> so she led him around to the garage, which in Speedway aren't a lot of the garage like freestanding. Uh, some of them, yeah. 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 And he shot her in the head in broad daylight. Mhm. 10-4. So her husband Fred Skyfers heard the bang and came out in time to see a car pulling out of the driveway. And he later identified the man as William Bauman. Baumeister? That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> it's like, is there a fucking raccoon nope. <laughs> painted in the road? William Bauman happened to be a close associate of Mr. What's his name? Brett. Oh, now, now who's not fucking paying attention, Carla? <laughs> Through the drug trade, they were associates. However,. Mr. Skyfers died from terminal cancer shortly after the murder of his wife. Oh. And Bauman was never charged, and her murder is still classified as unsolved. Interesting. Uh, so how do we know that Kimberlin committed this this crime? He had one of his associates commit the crime. Commit the crime for him. For him. Yeah. So he's still like out. So now it's 1979, and the bombing started. What I say? In September 1979. First, in 1978. 1978. So in September of 1978, they started the yeah the beginning, and now it's February 16th, 1979. He is in he is in southern in the desert in southern Texas at a makeshift airport that they have plowed with like a bulldozer. Why would one be doing that? What do you mm-hmm. say? He was there to supervise the unloading of an airplane when bad weather and low fuel forced the crew to radio that they would have to land at a real airport nearby. Oh, no, no. The aircraft containing about 10,000 pounds of marijuana from Colombia. How much? 10,000 <laughs> pounds. That's a, Not that much, really. That's a, just a smidge. And 50-pound barrels. Kimberlin was arrested a few hours later while trying to retrieve the barrels. <laughs> hmm. Orange barrels, orange barrels everywhere I go. <laughs> Never heard that before? No. I don't know where the fuck I heard. I've heard people sing it throughout time, but... He's still not paying enough like attention. Song. I am paying attention. Mm-mm. I... I... <laughs> the guy from Narcos... Yeah. (laughs) Flew in his drug plane into a makeshift airport 
and Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar was on board. <laughs> and they had Grimace was in the back with his fucking prostitutes. He was doing lines of coke and eating ass. What? <laughs> Is that in my close? All right. All right. In June of 1980, Kimberlin was convicted in Texas federal court of conspiracy to possess marijuana with intent to distribute and was given a four-year sentence. So we're not still not even into the bombings. Like Then in November of 1980, he was convicted of possession and illegal use of Department of Defense insignia, illegal use of the seal of the President of the United States, and impersonation <laughs> of this guy a doing? officer. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, Wait, so you're saying he got sentenced to four years in prison? For the Colombian marijuana. But that was in 79, and in 1980, he was out? No, he, I think they had him, but they're going to continue to charge him with stuff. But it was the fact that he didn't get charged with the bombings. He went to Texas to get more drugs. He's continuing to run drugs. Hmm. So then in December of 1981, so I'm sure he was still in prison Okay, for using the seal of the president <laughs> and trafficking drugs. That after a trial that lasted 53 days and had over 100 witnesses, Brett Kimberlin was convicted of possession of an unregistered destructive device, unlawful manufacturing of a destructive device, malicious damage by means of explosive, and malicious damages by means of explosives involving personal injury. He was sentenced to 51 years in federal prison. What's our prison? Was it, is that in Terre Haute? Terre Haute. Terre Haute. I don't know if he stayed here. Terra Haute, Indiana. I watched a Forensic Files episode once, and the person said Terra Hot. Yeah, that too. Terra the Hut. Yeah. Um, after his conviction, prosecutors released a yellow legal pad confiscated, which detailed plans to kill key eyewitnesses and prosecutors on the case, as well as stage another series of bombings to provide him with an alibi. Well, clearly he wasn't fucking smart enough to keep this all in his head. He's like, yeah. I, I need my yellow legal pad. Get it to me. <laughs> I'm going to write we this are. down. I got to get my legal pad. That's how I'm going to do it. This X is this. R. There. X marks the spot. I need that's to stop and do, get milk. That's how I'm going to do this. <laughs> no one will ever find this pad. In 1983, the DeLong family filed a civil suit after Carl DeLong committed suicide after becoming depressed following the loss of his leg and subsequent chronic pain from injuries resulting from the explosion. Uh, yeah, so that's the other... And I'm sure being I, I, in Vietnam, yeah. I don't know if he was in combat or whatnot, but I'm sure there was some... Yeah, he was... Um, he had like 11 different surgeries and lost one leg entirely and then the other leg wasn't... Uh, you know, never functioned normally. And I think he was in chronic pain and they had two kids and he committed suicide uh, carbon by carbon monoxide poisoning, like closed the garage door uh, and ran the van. This and, makes me sad. Well, it's supposed to be sad. Mm. That's good. It's a funeral. It's supposed yeah, to be sad. sad. <laughs> I read the his suicide notes that he left to his wife and like son-in-law and his kids. And it always designed it was just like, love me a little. It's like it's the most he like lost his you know a depressed person he was depressed because you know he needed we had a lot of bad shit happen to yeah, him yeah it's awful it's not fair he lost value as a husband and as a dad and just because of his physical limitations you could tell when you were reading it um 
that he was encouraging of his son's music career. So apparently his son was not the kid from Coco. No. No. And which you'll see wrap around, which is, is it's odd, but yeah, it was just he signed it with love me a little and apologetic for all of it. I found the autopsy report, but it was just carbon monoxide poisoning. Mm. I have his picture up. But so they're filing a civil suit. Yeah, fuck this Brett guy. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's awful. So a jury ordered Kimberlyn to pay one point two five million for Carl's suicide and another three hundred and sixty thousand for his wife's injuries. However, in 1993, an appeals court overturned the 1.25 million, but in 1994, reinstated the 1.25 million. So did they ever get their money? We'll keep going. So, what happened to this man? Well, he's been convicted of drugs so far and of having explosives. Did they convict him for the bombings? Yeah, that was okay. The the explosives was all the bomb, and also this whole using the president's seal thing, thing which is great. <laughs> so I'm thinking he went to jail. So the interesting part of this is mom worked with his mom. They just leave all this what? stuff out. What? what? She didn't know. She forgot. Dad had to remind her, and dad remembered her more than mom did. And your like, mom also uh, worked at a a daycare or a preschool that Earl Campbell's niece used to come yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was special needs, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so this woman, I don't know where she worked, and mom said it had to be before, or dad thinks it was before the bombings because he would have been. It was over at Burger Chef. <laughs> so, because he remembers she was really odd, like the type of person who didn't shower odd. God, I hate those. Yeah, but his dad... <laughs> <laughs> only shower when I find it necessary, folks. You know, it's, just, it's really time consuming. I got a fun story. <laughs> you have to sidebar. <laughs> my my godfather was um, who was no longer with us. Was a uh, psychiatrist. He and my my godmother liked to travel, and they went to Germany. And something was talking about something came up about wherever they were at. It was the people there only liked to uh, shower after sex. That was the only time they showered, and I was, I don't know, sixth grade, and I remember looking at him going, uh, so what happened if they, uh, what happens if someone farts? And he goes, <laughs> they were pro- it was probably a bit of a relief. <laughs> <laughs> and he had this fucking laugh, too. <laughs> oh, oh, it was great. <laughs> Ew, that's gross, though. <laughs> Cracking your shit up over there. My my poo does have cracks in it. I have I don't drink enough water. Oh God! Damn. You need 114 so you know, ounces. Those of you out there, your poo is supposed to be a nice, smooth consistency all the way around. So and if you have cracks, shape. we actually made it a it lot longer. From you are dehydrated. You need more water. Your poop should be curly. <laughs> Google this shit. Literally, there's pictures. No, don't. It's not on Facebook today. God, that was so wrong. All right, where is this guy? His dad was an attorney. Turns out, he's not so dumb. And he became an exceptional jailhouse lawyer. And he loved to file lawsuits. He'd just file them all day long. As much as he possibly could for anyone for any reason. And he was released on parole in February of 1994 after serving 13 years. Uh, His Parole was revoked in 1997 for failure to pay the civil judgments against him. And he uh, returned to prison for four more years 
before he was released again in 2001. Hmm. But after that, they've kind of been like, well, I guess you don't have to pay these people any money then. You know, that's who wins in everything. It's always the fucking attorneys. Yep. And he made himself an attorney. All these laws, everyone gets all pissed off. Oh, this isn't constitutional. That isn't constitutional. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. The only people who fucking win in this are the fucking trial lawyers. Yep. In 1988, Kimberlin made the national news when he claimed he'd once sold pot to Dan Quayle, then a U.S. senator from Indiana and candidate for vice president. My, my uncle was on the Joint Chiefs of Staff with oh, yeah. Dan Quayle, President George well, H. W. Bush. Yeah, he didn't like him either. Quayle denied the charge, and Kimberlin, Kimberlin had no proof of this. He just went on and on and on about it. Yeah, I also, um, I also sold meth to Barack Obama. See, there you go. <laughs> and Michael Jordan, and uh, Elvis Presley was also there too. He was back from the island with uh, Tupac and Biggie Smalls. Biggie, Biggie Smalls. It's true. It's happened. It happened. Biggest mouse. I have proof. I'm just not showing anybody. This guy just sounds like he's he a little off his rocker. More attention with an offer to pay a hundred thousand dollars and eventually five hundred thousand dollars to anyone with evidence that the 2004 United States presidential election had been stolen by George W. Bush. Wah, wah, wah. He didn't wah. like the electronic like election things. Oh no! It was the it was the hanging chads. Yeah, in Florida. That's that's what supposed. I actually voted in that election. <laughs> yes, you did. You did yeah. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't admit that. <laughs> you're you're admitting to a federal offense on I didn't behalf know. of your mother. It was my dad. Actually, oh, my dad didn't. I don't know. He's very into politics, but I don't think he cared no. at this one, and he no. just let me. Uh, it was do like the voting. Stamping, it was it? you like poked little holes in this sh- piece of paper. And he's and, like, go ahead, do this. And one. the lady, the lady at the I remember the this. place was <laughs> like, she's not doing that, is she? And goes, oh, he's, no. oh no, no. I can't I remember what it, you I, were. There was something that came on the other day, and I remember Robin Williams talking about this, describing uh, George W. Bush was really going after, or George H. No, George W. Bush going after the. Uh, he was he was labeled as a, a compassionate conservative. And uh, Robin Williams said, what is that? A Volvo, like, that's kind of like a Volvo with a gun rack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I may be the only child to ever vote in a presidential no, election. No, you're not. <laughs> Dead people vote all the time in elections. Yeah. Okay, so according to Time Magazine, he leveraged this public attention to organize the Justice Through Music Project, a nonprofit organization which uses famous musicians and bands to organize, educate, and activate young people about the importance of civil rights, human rights, and voting. Who well, is this guy? I don't know. You know like, what the fuck? That's what that's what uh, Hitler says in Mein Kampf. <laughs> if you want to get if you want to get anything done, you have to act like you're doing it for the children. Yeah, and yep. he is. So he's, you know, we know he's a pedophile. So he's starting a non for profit for kids, so he can still be around kids. And actual celebrities did. Was this sponsored by Subway? <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. So speaking of, of, of I like the uh, there was that picture of the uh, Quiznos, the guy holding a Quiznos sandwich, and this guy's probably I don't know seventy, eighty pounds overweight, and it says you won't lose any weight. Eating the sandwich, but at least our spokesperson isn't going to fuck your kids. <gasps> oh, oh that's bad. Speaking of another Hoosier, 
Yeah. Oh yeah, that piece of shit is from Indiana. Oh yeah. Bloomington. B town. Yes. Oh. Yeah, he's from that just goes to show you about the people from Bloomington. Um, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> List of famous people from Bloomington, Gerald F- Jared Fogle. But so this guy also so he's an attorney and he started this and he took the money. How did when did he become an attorney? I think you can represent yourself without any like solid credentials, right? Yeah. So let's say yes. I want to file a civil suit. So he loves to file civil suits against people for defamation of character. So now we have the age of the internet. When people will call him a pedophile or something, he'd sue you. Jesus like, Christ. Like, he would, like, other bloggers or other people, you know, political people, for anyone who obviously was the opposite opinion, anyone that had just a different opinion than him, he would sue them and take them into civil court and it file motion after motion. He would bring his kids in and put them on the stand. For any like sympathy points for anything. This guy got married. Yeah, he did. I want to marry. He him. reproduced. Yep, which is creepy because he had a daughter. I'm just, um, I'm just trying to like figure this man out. Yeah, so it's like he took the money funded from his non for profit to put towards his all his lawsuits, so he could just sue, sue people in big circles. This guy is. Whew. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Any blogger, anyone that said anything bad about him, so he had this money that never went. He performed suances. Yep, that's what it was. Yep. (laughs) So the DeLong family could have had all this money. So somehow they they just never got it. Even though he was able to start these organizations and celebrities actually gave him money, he just turned around to funnel it into lawsuits. People gave the Speedway Bomber money. Yeah, like everyone conveniently forgets that he he was never convicted of murdering someone, that woman, but he was convicted of being a drug smuggler and the Speedway Bomber. like, And he was a registered Democrat. That's what he is, a little bonkers Democrat. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it was. But it was like mm-hmm. bloggers versus bomber. Like, that was one of the websites. Because if anyone said any, like, called him a pedophile or a child molester or anything, he would sue them. But that's exactly what he was. Yeah, but he'd never been convicted. So you can't say that. And Jesus so Christ. you're free. You can't have your First Amendment. So where is this guy now? I don't know. Is he still he's alive? On Trump, he's still he's alive. on Trump's cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> he's still alive. What the? He would be like 65 years old. This just did not go Oh, now, wait a second. We've been sitting here bad-mouthing someone who's still alive? Yes. You know my rules. No. <laughs> I just... This did not go the way I thought it was going to go. I know. Go. Like, it's bizarre. So, in short, this guy, from a young age, was in... To dealing drugs, which mm-hmm. is like that doesn't make you a horrible person. No, but then he got creepy with a ten year old. Yep, which does Wait, make you a horrible ne- person. So we're we're saying all this stuff, and he likes to sue people. Shit, we, have we said anything that is not fact? That he's a child monster. <laughs> I don't care. Not I don't feel real good about this. <laughs> I don't care. You don't care. Well, yeah, you don't care, because if we get sued, who has to pay the legal bills? <laughs> so, you found all this information online, though. Yeah, it's Okay, so there. it's it's out there. Um, so, after that, he hires someone to kill someone else. Yeah, the grandma that's in the way of the young girl. And then, after that, he's like, I think it'll be a really good idea to set off a couple bombs to deter the investigation from mm-hmm. this murder that I inadvertently committed. All the committed. will have to go check out the bombs and we'll be able to investigate this murder. 
And then conveniently, the husband dies. So now there's no even an eyewitness and not even anyone. So they just don't pursue it after that. They can't. Yeah, there's no one. And then after that, he gets caught with like 10,000 pounds of weed. Mm -hmm. And Texas. He goes to jail for like a little bit. I think they kept him in jail. Okay. In prison. Yeah, after... And then he's supposed to pay these people. They never get their money. He spends a little bit more time in jail and then starts a foundation. I'm so confused. A music foundation for youth that he uses to funnel lawsuits. I'm so confused. So when this turns out to be our last podcast, no. folks, because <laughs> we've been sued and all we have <laughs> is a mixer and a laptop that we can afford to give him for our lawsuit. <laughs> That's insane. I know. It's a fascinating story. Though, it is fascinating. It? Like, I was really into it. I apologize for anything I said about the man out with attorneys who's still walking around. I, you just make for a good conversation. It's an interesting story. And you're I didn't welcome. see it going, all these twists and turns when I started. All I knew is that no one died from the bombings. That's all I knew. Then, but um, inadvertently, somebody did die. Yeah, that's because what I mean. You find out that people did die. Yeah. Which just it makes, it just makes the the wound mm-hmm. he's definitely cut deeper. Wow, I did not expect it to go the way it did. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder if he's out there still, like in the public eye. I don't know. I I saw nothing that was recent at all. Like maybe he thought it was time to turn it down, mm-hmm. to step back. Yeah, let was- someone else be weird and psycho. Yeah, I don't. I didn't find anything recent. It's all just interesting old stuff. It was mostly people mad that he hasn't paid this, you know, this family any money. Which I, I bet that's a common thing that people have civil suits and don't get money. It does happen all the time. Mm-hmm. And even if you file against people with money, you still may never mm-hmm. see it. Don't commit a crime and then commit more crimes to cover up your cover crime. Cover up your crime. <laughs> and Weird. then get politically like involved but when you're smart enough you can be your own attorney (laughs) uh what happens when you give an attorney a viagra they get taller they get taller (laughs) your dad likes to tell attorneys that yes he does he said this will be a good idea (laughs) all right do we have anything else yeah and don't let this deter you from attending the greatest spectacle in racing no don't let it deter you I will tell you, it is the funnest weekend of all time. I'm down to two t-shirts for the 500, okay? Okay. One is a picture of Richard Nixon, and underneath it, it says dick pic. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one is Donald Trump, and he's holding a cat, and it says grab him. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. The dick pic one's pretty funny. I do the dick pic one. (laughs) Yeah. And that's just because I go with all guys who were... Grew up in the fucking, well, they were all born in the 1950s, so Richard Nixon was. Can we say anything funny to end this out with? Well, I will take hiring someone and shooting off bombs for 400. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so. Carla, tell them where to find us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Who's Your Homicide. You can also email us. Who's your homicide at gmail.com. You can find us on the Facebook. We like your comments. We like your thoughts. We like your videos. Yeah. And Carla and I will be doing a meet and greet at the Indianapolis 500 
two hours prior to the start of the race will be the two drunk people sitting behind the tree outside turn two. Which one? <laughs> There's one tree outside turn two. It's inside. You won't miss it. You Let's can't see. miss it. You can't miss it. So we've got like one five-star review. So that person is Yay! definitely getting a sticker. Who is it? I We're still holding out for the couple more. And then oh, okay. We'll... So we're still doing it. Yeah. And I ordered more stickers. Just know that your five-star review counted and you yeah. get a sticker. I can read it. That's your phone. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch my phone. Let's see. Yes, the five star review. Chesick? No, Cheesick. Twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great show. I'm a fellow Hoosier. That's about fifteen miles away from you, gals slash guy. It's great. You're only focusing on Indiana true crime and all the crazy hiding in the cornfields. Keep up the great work. Yay! Bless you. Bless you, sir. He knows where we live. How do you know that's a dude? <laughs> you don't. Thank you, ma'am. How do you know where we live? <laughs> you should not assume anyone's gender, Carla. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, yeah, they will be getting a sticker. Hell yeah. I like stickers. Send us your home address and social security number, and we will send you a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's not as insane as last week. Cause it's a, no, I found it very insane. No, we're not as insane oh, okay. as last week. <laughs> yeah, we're a little more chill. That's because I got stuck at work two hours late tonight, and I'm just kind of fucking tired tonight. Yeah, we feel for you on this one. So It's not fun. That's, uh, that's part of it. So, And we have to record again tomorrow. Yay, sorry, I have to yeah, go. Yeah, well, I'll be Vegas. in a good mood tomorrow because I get to watch an IndyCar race. Hey, See, that's why this that's is applicable. So. It's applicable. Yoga Hell yeah, up. we're ready. Okay, anything else? You can talk about your friends. My friend, too. The uh, person who asked us to do this episode. Yes, Justin from Mysterious Circumstances will have his promo at the end of this. So yeah. don't go away. So listen to him. Yeah, we love Hoosiers. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, IndyCar. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That's it. That was good. I hey, like Carla. Yeah? <laughs> do you have a job during the day? <laughs> because yes. I wouldn't quit it. <laughs> and for honest to goodness stay out of the corn but not the speedway <laughs> my name is justin and i host mysterious circumstances podcast if you're into a detailed well-researched podcast that dives into everything from unsolved true crime to paranormal to any kind of unexplained mystery then you might like my show but be forewarned it's unpolished and raw hopefully i'll see you there